from self-tape to callback, I prepped probably more than I've ever prepped for anything because I really wanted it and I wanted to test myself. Okay, when I go all out, what are the results? Welcome to Inside the Audition, the podcast where we go behind the scenes for a deep dive look into the world of auditions. I'm Joe Lars Larson, creator of Actors Audition Club, an international community helping actors book your dream roles in TV, film, and theater. And I'm Brandon Knox, actor, producer, and co-host. Each episode, we chat with actors and industry professionals to share their audition experiences, insights, and advice. We provide actors with actionable tips, strategies, and resources to help you elevate your auditions. We demystify the often intimidating and misunderstood world of auditions to help you succeed. So whether you're just starting out on your acting journey or you're a seasoned pro, Join our Actors Audition Club members as we go Inside the Audition. Hello, hello. This is episode 150. Hello, Facebook. Hello, YouTube. Hello, Brandon Knox on the Danforth in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. How are you? I am fantastic, Lars. Ooh. It has been a great week. It has been, uh, I mean, I missed everyone. I missed everyone in our in our podcast group, uh, so uh, that that made me long for them even more. Just this week, you mean from last Wednesday to this Wednesday? Yeah, that's my weeks now. That's how I break up the weeks right. from hump day to hump day. Right. It's just your calendar is the X's are already in all the days except for Wednesdays, and just Wednesdays are circled. That's yeah, just Wednesdays are circled another day um yes well we got a great one this mm -hmm. is episode 150 a milestone 150 that's um it's like three years worth of podcasts so yeah uh and if you haven't seen all 150 they are available go uh go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and uh, or you can go to laughingvikings.com and you can find them there Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, make sure to subscribe, uh, leave a review, do all those things. And if you're watching right now on Facebook, I see you Facebook people, YouTube people watching the live broadcast. Uh, make sure to let us know what city you're watching from. Say hello. Remember that these are very interactive discussions. Uh, we've always got topics and training uh, that we're going to provide on auditions, but we want to answer questions in real time. Mm -hmm. We want your feedback, so feel free to interact throughout the show. And you can win a prize. We're going to give away at the end of the episode, we're going to give away a free self-tape audition session with a value of up to $89 for a one-on-one -on -one coaching and recording session with one of our session directors. And in order to do that, you got to comment anytime during the broadcast, you comment with hashtag audition in any of the comments that'll get you uh, sent into a random draw. And at the end, we're going to do the random draw based on everyone who has commented and you will win a audition session. Uh, hang on one second here. Uh, just going to do a little fix. Uh, okay. Uh, we wanted to share a little shout out, a review that we received as well. Um, yep. Do that here. There we go. Great. Uh, yes. Uh, so we have uh, Tara Elizabeth. Um, she has uh, recently come back to the studio. She was out of town. I think she was uh, in LA for a little while during COVID. Uh, she's an OG 
Actors Audition Club member. Uh, she started coming to the studio, I think, back way back in 2017, 2018, pre-COVID, in the before times. Uh, she was always great to work with, real positive energy, lots of fun, lots of enthusiasm, tons of confidence on camera, uh, always willing to play and, and uh, willing to have fun. Uh, so she's back and uh, she's rejoined the membership recently. And she left us an updated review here on our Facebook page at Actors Audition Club on Facebook. And Tara says, so excited to get back into the studio with the pros at Actors Audition Club. The best prices, the best readers, and they give great recommendations with your audition. Highly reco this studio. Uh, and then I said, great to have you back. Always a blast working with you. And then she said, dopamine, which is a little inside joke because for those who don't know, um, in our physical studio, we have a rule called clap them in and clap them out. So uh, even when we do it on Zoom, we're usually doing it on Zoom where we're like, that's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap on Tara. And we'll maybe we'll start uh, clapping like. And everyone feels good. It is amazing how uh, little it takes to just shoot off all these dopamine things in our brain. But it feels good. So as people are leaving, you can adopt that theory uh, or that practice yourself to uh, use it with your family or roommates at home. Clap them in and clap them out. See your life change right there. Mm -hmm. Very simple thing, right? They'll I know you. You always do it. I love it. It always feels good. Mm -hmm. uh, I suppose the best thing would be um, internal validation and just be able to give yourself that feeling. So maybe clap yourself in. Yeah, clap yourself in the room. Clap yourself out. Do the high five in the mirror thing. Do some winking guns. Fist bump. Yeah. Yourself. I like that. I like that idea. We should all clap each other in the rooms and clap clap ourselves out and, and give ourselves some hype because we deserve it. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah, your own man. hype man. I mean, if you yeah. can't be your own hype person, then then who who's who's gonna be? No one's gonna support you more than yourself, mm -hmm. uh, really. So uh, especially if you're one of those selves whose your support is anti-support and you're always shit talking yourself in your own brain. That's not helpful. No. So clap yourself in, clap yourself out. Uh, Tara, you're great. Uh, we love her. She's got great energy. You worked with her on a, on a handful of projects. I know that she's recently got um, a handful of callbacks. Uh, so she's doing the right stuff. Casting directors mm -hmm. are in her takes. Uh, what has it been like working with her? Oh, it's been been incredible. She's such a bright spirit. Like she she walks into a room and she's just so happy to be there. And like, uh, and that's just wonderful to see. She loves to joke around. She loves to she loves to uh, experiment. And like that's that's what you want as a performer. That's what you want on with someone on set. You want someone that's going to be limber, goes with the flow, but also has an idea of what they want to do. And like. She she comes in with all of that, and it's it's incredible. She's uh, she's she's one of a kind. She's great. Yeah, she's she's got a glow up to her, uh, and uh, like Tom, one of our mentors, always says that your job is to change the molecules in the room with your energy. So there's that radiant energy of of um, being positive and friendly and happy, and and just having that energy when she comes, she does change the molecules in the room. So it's no wonder that she's been very successful throughout her career and um, no doubt that she'll have continued success and we'd love to have her here. So yeah, um, yeah just bringing positive energy in, into rooms. That's mm -hmm. what you want to be, not like mopey. 
uh, like sometimes occasionally, I mean, actors, um, actors love to hop on board with pity parties and sometimes with friends and bemoan the industry. And especially mm-hmm. right now, like maybe we should chat about this right now in, in the States, the writers are on strike. SAG is on strike in Canada. There's some, uh, commercial lockouts going on. So it's very easy. And I think it's always very easy for actors to fall into a cynical skeptic. Oh, woe is me bemoaning the industry. But I think now more than ever is, um, I mean, of, of course we want to support actors and we want to support the strike and, and support the cause for what they're fighting for. They're, they're fighting for some big things in, in their renegotiations and sooner or later up here in Canada, we're also going to be renegotiating those as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But at all times we got to focus on what we can control and what can you control? You can certainly control your own outlook, your own attitude, your own mentality, your own energy. um, And, you're a creative artist. So do you, yeah, it's easy to be like, Oh, everything's shut down right now. Well, are you writing? Are you creating your own projects? Are you reading scripts every day? Are you warming up? Are you doing your vocal warmups? Um, are you looking at your branding and your marketing and the downtime? So it's all these things like, yeah, it's a little, it can feel like, oh man, this industry is a behemoth and right now everything is going my way and am I an actor or did I choose the wrong profession because everything is shut down right now? But the reality is everything isn't shut down. Uh, so you can flip that switch and just be like, what is it that I can control right now? And this is a good hack in, in any area of your life is focus on what you could, can control and do your best to control that. And let everything else go um, and just focus on what you can focus on. It's really a freeing process when you do finally say to yourself, okay, what can I control and just, and fight for that. Right. It's incredibly freeing because then you, then you have more of an idea of what you can and can't do. And and you can really push yourself. Uh, Like really our job is to be ready for when the jobs come and that that may happen in a month that may happen in a couple months we don't know but like when it does when the um when sag actra or sag comes back and the writers come back and all of this starts happening again we need to be ready right yeah so so like find find a class find something that gives you a spark because there's gonna be a lot happening as soon as things start up again um and like we don't know when that's going to be. Right. And um, Tom, one of our coaches, always mentions that he says he's got a couple phrases that one is, I alone am responsible for my own artgasm. So if you're an artist, it shouldn't, t- if you really believe you're an artist and, and in your heart you are, it shouldn't be really affected by external things and the business and the industry. I mean, yeah, that's important. And, and like, when you're strictly looking at the, the 3d reality of like paychecks and things like that, but mm-hmm. your, your, in, your internal validation as an artist is what's important. And he also says, um, um, you, you prove to yourself that you're an artist by the actions you take, uh, and the world is your witness, mm-hmm. not, Oh, I need an agent and a casting director and production to validate me as a human being and validate me as an artist. And, 
tell me I'm doing a good job and all that stuff. It's it's up to us and and nobody's coming for you and nobody owes you fuck all. That's the other thing that people need to realize mm-hmm. in in the business. And we've talked about this in the yeah. business and in life. It's like it's easy to fall into the trap. Oh, I'm not getting what I deserve or getting what I need. Who the fuck are you? Like there's been infinite number of people in, in the history of of humanity, like billions and billions of people. So like, yeah, you it's that weird juxtaposition or dichotomy of, yeah, you're this amazing, incredible being and spirit and ball of life and you're totally unique, but also in the grand scheme of everyone, you're equal to everyone else and you're not important, more important than anyone else. So to, to be like, oh, I'm owed this or, mm-hmm. oh, what was me? It's not working out for me. It's like, you got to just go out and make your own shit happen. And, <laughs> what you want in your life and in your and your career and then also even with the strike like in the in the states and i'll address people in the states um as well is that's there's still theater opportunities i don't yeah. believe the strike is affecting any theater i think in the states it's not affecting any commercials it's not affecting you writing your own project or maybe maybe if you're a writer in the writer strike maybe there's things that you can't be doing there so uh, it could be wrong there on what you're able to do and, and don't do. But again, it's what can you do? Don't look at don't look at all the doors that are closed. Look for the window that's open or look for the back door that's open. So don't just stand there. Oh, this door's locked. I can't get in screaming and yelling. Let me the fuck in. Let me the fuck in. Let me the fuck in. Walk away from that door and find another door. Find another building. Build your own building. And. Yeah. Maybe that building doesn't even have a door on it. You're just, this is just a tiki hut that you can walk in and out of that you built yourself and no doors allowed. Uh, This is also a really good time to try something new, right? Like try a clown class, try more uh, vocal exercises with a different teacher or like find an Alexander class. Or if uh, Suzuki is being offered, try the Suzuki technique or something like that. Like something that gets you, gets you still fired up and still gets you like creatively going or stage combat, stage combat classes, I think would be fantastic right now. Like whatever it is, something that gets that fire started. Sorry, Lars, you were saying, I was just saying, whatever it is, like you, you find like, where can you move forward? right now is is really important rather than it's the same thing with covid look back to covid and there's some actors i'm sure right now being like oh my god i just got through covid and that was terrible and now strikes oh woe is me when is it ever going to work out did i choose the wrong industry should i be an actor am i ever going to get my chance all that is up to you Uh, so it's about you having personal power and deciding that you have the agency to make things happen in your own life um, and, and it is the difference between a, a between being a bit player in your own life versus deciding no, I'm the I'm the lead player in my own life, and I'm the writer, and I'm the director, and I'm the producer, which means I control everything in my own life. And the things that don't that I can't control, you can't really sweat those things. Mm-hmm. But taking that personal power, deciding okay, everything's not perfect, but is it going to be like this forever? Yeah. No. Um, and uh, w- w- one of my other mentors too, James Wedmore, we've talked a lot about him. One of the things he suggests is never make decisions about your future based on current circumstances. I'm going to say it again. Never make decisions that will affect your future that are rooted and based in current circumstances. 
The reason is your current circumstances shouldn't be necessarily connected to your future. So you need to break out of your current circumstances. And a lot of people use current circumstances as limiting factors on why they can't achieve things rather than thinking, I'm going to project forward to my future self, to my best life and make decisions from that identity. Uh, you get stuck in like, oh, I don't have money right now. Oh, I don't have time right now. Oh, it's a strike. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And all of a sudden, your current circumstances are blocking you from seeing any future or, or from having any hope. And you're just going to be stuck there. And you end up, people end up fighting for their own limitations. Oh, but you don't understand this. Oh, but you don't understand that. I can't do this. And it's like, okay, well, if you want to fight for your own limitations and you want to give me all the reasons and you want to write a dissertation on all the reasons you're failing right now, so be it. That's, but that's not really effective. And, and ask yourself, uh, is this helpful right now? The, are the thoughts you're having helpful? Are the decisions and actions you're taking right now helpful? Or are they holding you back, keeping you in the same spot? Are they limiting you uh, and making those decisions right now? And, and I think that we, we all have that choice, regardless of what's going on. And, and a lot of it is perspective, too. You can wake up, turn on CNN and be like, oh, my God, the world's on fire. We're going to end. In, and this is like, how, how are we? We're just marching towards nuclear destruction. Um, or you can decide, you know what? Yeah, there's some shit things happening and some scary things happening, but there's also beautiful, amazing things happening, amazing progress, um, amazing uh, things happening every day. And it's just what are you paying attention to uh, and what are you what are you um, really letting affect your identity and your um, and your drive and your energy? And I think that's a personal choice. So, yeah, that's a that our pep talk, their pep talk done. Yeah. Yeah, well, what we're really asking you to do right now is just look at things a different way. Look at things in a more um, positive and uh, something that you can control. We're not, we're not telling you that, oh, it's all doom and gloom, because it's not. Because you can change that. If you choose to change that and you choose to change your situation right now, that's what you're going to remember. That's right. what you're going to take away from this time. And a lot of people will come in and complain about how they haven't had a lot of time to work on an audition or they haven't had a lot of time to work on sides or on a monologue or, or what writing, have you. Writing sucks or, or I'm not like, for this. That's the worst one that drives me crazy when a casting director calls an actor in and the actor is like, this, I'm totally wrong for this. Yeah, like, or you're, you're making that. excuses. And just... Yeah. Focus on the fact that you have time right now, work on something, and just enjoy it. Because that's that's what you've been given right now. And you get time to work on your craft. You get time to pan out some skills that maybe you hadn't thought of before. And really make sure that you're doing all you can. Because that's what it comes down to, is what you can do. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, that, and, and in all areas of your life, again, to be an actor is to be a professional human being. And exactly. that's why I love being an actor and I love studying it is because everything I learn that I can apply to acting, I can also apply to my to all other areas of, of your life. And it 
often comes down to your thinking and your identity um, and just not letting other things hold you back, like decide, okay, well, what can, and it's not even, sometimes you hear the term when people start talking like this, where it's kind of positive or Pollyanna, where people are like, oh, that's toxic positivity. You're just sticking your head in the sand. No, I'm not, I'm, I'm acknowledging that these things are happening, but I'm also acknowledging that I'm, I'm passionate enough and care about enough and, and want what I want in my career as an actor and life as a human being that I'm not willing to let external circumstances stop me. Um, and a lot of people, they run up to the first wall and they're like, oh, I guess it's not going to work and they quit. And to those people, yeah. I would say you should quit. <laughs> I would love for those people to quit. Get out of the way for people who really want this stuff or make the decision that if you really want this, it's having the long-term perspective um, and, e and even changing the, the, the idea of want. And, and there's, a, there's a really weird thing in manifestation and in life where if you have the energy of really wanting and needing something, and you can apply this to a, a role when you walk into an audition, when you're like, oh, I really want this. I really need this. Please, 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 please. This is the one. Or when you're dating, think about that on a first date. If someone comes across as too needy, like, oh, I really want this. I, I love you. I love you. I love you. Like, please, please, please. You're like, whoa, that's, that's really repelling energy. And um, in order to, when you acknowledge, if, if you're too much wanty, needy, want comes from a, uh, an energy of lack. So it's like acknowledging that you don't have it. So there's a shift there. And the shift is to act from your future self and start acting and thinking like you already have it. Um, ex experiencing those feelings and the vibrations of the day, the day when you have all of these things, what is that going to feel like? Um, and having that long-term perspective of, I'm going to get all of this. I already have all of this. There's a, there's a, a future, if you believe in, um, uh, a lot of people think like, believe like the past, present, and the future is all happening all at the same time on different levels. So there is a future you somewhere out there already experiencing all this stuff. Um, and it's just connecting the today you with that future you by having that long-term perspective and and how how great is it when you can just think what if you just decided your success was inevitable how would that feel and you just decided hey you know what i'm gonna get everything that i want um i'm gonna get it and, and not 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 even again i said it wrong i'm not gonna get everything that i want because that means i don't have it i have everything i want everything all the power is within me um, maybe certain things, there's certain steps that need to happen, but it's all going to fall in place rather than thinking, oh, will I be successful? Will I get it? Will I get my big break and, and all that stuff? And just trusting, trusting in yourself, trusting in the universe, trusting that you're going to get all this stuff. Um, and, and not again, not that you're going to get it, but you have it. And it's a, it's still something that I, I, am working on too, but working from that energy of, you already have everything that you need um, and and just trusting that the universe is going to bring that to you. That makes mm -hmm. sense. Uh, Marco says, hey, guys. Hello, Marco. Uh, Marco is one of our newest members that uh, recently enrolled in our uh, 
$1 promotion. Actually, this is a good time to speak of that. Uh, we can put the link up. If you go to laughingvikings.com slash AAC, uh, if you're a professional actor and um, and you're caught in what we like to call the self-tape spiral of stress, where your auditions are stressing you out, maybe you're um, always short on time, you're having trouble hitting deadlines, you're having trouble finding readers, uh, and you're, you're auditioning but not getting the results that you need, uh, you can join Actors Audition Club right now for a dollar. We'll give you a free trial. You can taste the, take the whole membership for a test drive for 30 days. And uh, what we do is we help professional actors shoot their auditions uh, without tech troubles. Uh, we help you do it in less time without worrying about bugging your family and friends so that you're mm -hmm. working with TV and film professionals so that you can hit those fast deadlines so that you can have more fun and ultimately, so you can be submitting your best take every time. Because the other thing that, that I wanted to mention is a, a lot of times people don't realize, like, it's it's the juxtaposition of long term. I'll do this for as long as I, I want to do it because it's the love of the game versus a destination. So the loving the process and, and loving what you're doing, but also recognizing that this is a career and, and life can bring magic and miracles to you at any given day. So mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's trusting, okay, this is long-term, but also trusting anything can happen like this. The next audition that lands in your inbox from your agent or that you find yourself could be the one that completely changes your life. Uh, that could put you in contact with a new casting director or a new producer or a new director that you end up having a lifelong relationship with. And mm -hmm. they're your Johnny Depp, Tim Burton kind of thing. Like you don't need, you don't need everybody in the world to think you're amazing. You don't need every casting director to know you. You don't need every director in the world to know you. You have to do your best with each thing that comes across your table um, and prepare for each audition. Like it's the the biggest audition that you've ever had. If, if you want to get it, um, mm -hmm. And then just trust that those things are going to happen. Uh, yeah. And if you don't get it, then that one wasn't the one for you. Yeah. Uh, and that's what we want to talk a little bit about today. So let's transition into talking about preparation. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it last week a little bit with my uh, Zoom callback with the role that I recently booked. Uh, and we'll, we'll share that a little bit. But the theme for today, a little bit of this is I believe that probably 80% of actors are not doing what it takes to prepare for an audition. They're simply not doing the work in combination with having the wrong mentality about what it even is to be an actor or to audition. So we want to give you a little refresher. We're going to reframe your, your mind a little bit on how to look at auditions. And we're actually going to go through some checklist items just up to the, the day that you shoot your audition. So, mm -hmm. um, off the top, Brandon, anything you want to say about preparation? Uh, a Tom quote that I always remind myself of is love takes time, love makes time. Right. Uh, whenever I'm working on an audition, I, I, I know me and my tendency is to get lazy. And I don't want to do the work. And I don't want to do this. I want to relax. I want to right. sit down at home and sit on a couch and, and, and drink Dr. Pepper all day. Nice. But I can't, I can't do that. So right. I always remind myself, okay, love takes time, love makes time. I get up off the couch 
And I immediately go over to my computer, depending on whatever it is, and I start researching. That's my first step. I always start with a research phase where I'm researching who's auditioning, um, uh, what the casting director, who the casting director is, who the director is, and who the producers are, and the writer. Uh, really just focus on directors, producers, writers. Focus on those. Um, and if you focus on those and really hone in on what they what they like, what what kind of things they've done before, that can really inform you as to what you can do right now uh, right. for this audition. Um, but that's always my first step. What, yeah. What's your first step, Lars? Uh, my my very first step, um, and I don't always do this. Sometimes I skip ahead to the research, but I believe the very first step should be to book the time, place, and reader that you're going to record that audition because that automatically sets in motion a timeline and a deadline for you, um, which helps you avoid that procrastination. I think what you just explained is most actors, it's it's easy, it's way easier to do nothing than it is to do something. <laughs> um, everything goes from order to chaos. Everything goes from action to inactivity. It's like the there's and there's a reason we're called actors it's called action it's the, we're not called thinkers oh we need to hire some thinkers to think about this role it's action mm -hmm. active um so uh the the first thing for me is get it look at my schedule look at the deadline okay and then realize when am i going to shoot this so then i have it mapped out right away so i i booked it uh in my schedule and then the the second thing sort of um, uh, in conjunction with that is looking at my schedule. When am I going to prep? When am I going to do my script prep? When am I going to do my rehearsals mm -hmm. so that I, I have that mapped out leading up to the time that I'm going to shoot the audition? Or if it's an in-person audition, then if it's in person or on Zoom where they set the deadline, that's already set. But um, part of the issue sometimes that people challenge that are challenged with is humans, I think it's human nature to procrastinate. Uh, but then you have to really look at love that that um, saying of love makes time, love takes time. If you really love something, do you procrastinate? If you're in a relationship with your wife, husband, whatever the situation is, if you're always putting off and procrastinating those things in a relationship, that's not going to bode well for the relationship. And the same thing with your acting career. If you're always putting it off, putting it off. Um, Again, we're we're humans, which it's easier to not do something than it is to do something. It's kind of human nature, so you don't need to beat yourself up over that. But you need do need to overcome the um, tendency to procrastinate and to leave things to the last minute, and also realize that's a self sabotage technique where you leave it to the last minute and then you rush everything. Same as like uh, cramming for an exam, and then. When you don't get it, you have the justification of like, oh, well, I didn't quite put all the work I needed into it. Or if I had I had a little more time, maybe I would have got it. So be aware of the ways that your brain will trick you into doing a half-ass job. Full full ass everything. Um, raise your standards is, is what we're talking about, too. Uh, so, yeah, I, I schedule those things. Then I do what you did. Uh, I'm going to pull up my... Um, my checklist here. Um, 
schedule the session when I'm going to actually do it, schedule my my uh, text analysis, my warm-up and rehearsal time, then do what you just said, research the production, the writers, the creators, the producers, I look up their names, Google them, go to IMDb, see what they've done. Um, that might also entail watching an episode or some of their previous work. If it's a show that you don't know, look for the world and the tone. Because if you like, if you miss that, imagine the difference between like, trailer park boys and murdoch mysteries and then mm -hmm. you, if you don't watch an episode of either one of those or letter kenny i'll use letter kenny as a, as a better current example letter kenny which is kind of wacky canadian comedy versus murdoch mysteries which is a period piece everyone they the, the acting is different in those worlds so if you don't look at that and you don't get the tone mm -hmm. and then you audition oblivious you, you may not, you may be out of the world and the, the director and casting director would be like, this guy just doesn't even understand what he's a part of here. Um, yeah. uh, what's next for you? Textual analysis. Right. Do you write out oh. your script? Uh, sometimes um, I've been printing them a lot more recently. Yeah. Um, just, just to have it immediately. And then I, I like to walk around with it for a couple days uh, so I, I walk around with the script in my pocket for a couple days and I'm just sort of, uh, I'll, I'll work on it loosely. And then if I get an idea or um, some inspiration strikes me while I'm like at the grocery store or I'm on the subway, I have it right there so I can just jot it down on the paper. Right. Um, yeah, because like you, you find inspiration for things at random points and like, you start thinking about things at random points too, like a, a, a grandmother taking her son to the grocery or a grandson to the grocery store uh, could inspire you somehow, depending on how you look at things. Um, well, and so being open to the world is really, I, I think, really important as well. Right. Yeah. That's a big part of being an actor is being like having a life as well outside of acting, experiencing yeah. things, going places, travel, meeting people, watching other other entertainment, live entertainment, live events, all yeah. of that needs to inform your, your, um, your work. Mm -hmm. um, I like to, I do like to write it out mainly for, for the two reasons that Tom suggests for us is I write it out and drop the punctuation. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is so huge. We see this so often where actors are playing every period and every comma yeah. which does two things. It makes it very predictable where you could watch 50 people audition for the same thing. They're taking breaths and pauses at the exact same spots. They're pausing on commas. They're especially when it's little short sentences, like three word sentence, period, three word sentence, period. And they're taking a breath and pausing and pausing. And so it makes you predictable and it, it's almost guaranteed to make you look and feel and sound like the same reads as 50 other actors that they're looking at. Yeah. And the other thing that it does is, as Tom often suggests, it's um, we need to act at the speed of life. And in life, we don't play punctuation or commas. We might take pauses here and there, but I've been rambling lots here. And there's lots of sentences if you were to actually write it out. Punctuation is for a reader. Punctuation is not for life. Uh, we just don't operate like that. It's it's punctuation is so that you can make sense of it when you're looking at it. You can see complete thoughts, um, but we don't speak in punctuation. So I drop all the punctuation and that in even includes sometimes things like all caps or exclamation points. 
where you read that and be like, oh, I need to be yelling this, um, this word or, or this phrase. And the other thing that I remove is most non-critical stage directions, like yeah. he sighed or he raised his eyebrow or he sat down or he stood up. Um, there's certain things like, um, like he, he pulls out his gun, like that kind of thing. It might be, if, if it's a stage direction that's so big, it's an event in the scene mm -hmm. where once that happens, it changes the rest of the scene or changes you or your relationship to another person, then yeah, you probably have to keep that in. But things like sitting and standing, especially for an audition, it, it has nothing to do with the scene really. And it can all change too. And people, people sometimes come in and focus on that where you will say like, oh, well, it says I got to sit up like, like, like sitting down into your chair or standing out of a chair is going to be this mind blowing dramatic moment where they're like, oh, did you see how that guy sat down? Oh, my God, what an artist. Is that Daniel Day Lewis sitting in his chair? Like, no, it's in an audition. What they're mainly going to be focused on, on this and then on the day when you book it. They're going to figure out all the blocking anyways, and all the blocking in the script might change because they might decide, oh, let's do this in the living room rather than in the kitchen. Or yeah. uh, this was originally scripted as a walk and talk where you're going to be walking through the office and around the corner in the hallway. We're just going to do this whole scene in the boardroom anyways. Um, and chances are the thing, the, the takes that are going to matter are the close-ups anyways, which the close-up is going to be right here to here. So whether you're sitting or standing is not going to make any difference. Um, and so in your actual audition, if just to, to take this tangent a little bit, the, the idea of sitting versus standing, I would do whatever, whatever you, whatever energetically feels good to you. I think most people like to stand and like the energy of standing, but if it's a scene where you're sitting, uh, like you're, a a teacher at a desk or in a boardroom and or um uh someone um someone in a in an office type scenario like a, a teacher or a principal for example uh, or a boss in a meeting then yeah sit down at a desk um but don't worry about oh my god i gotta stand up and i gotta sit down nobody cares about that stuff um so again my suggestion to everyone is try it on for size and all these are suggestions these are our yeah, uh, this is what we do our checklist but really what you want to do is you want to develop your own checklist and your own routine as a professional mm -hmm. figure out what works for you what doesn't work for you and and if there's something new here rather than resist it have that beginner's mentality and one of my mentors told me when we're given new ideas and new information try it on like a coat or a shirt try it on for size wear it around for a couple of days see if you like it rather than being like no that's not what i like that's not what i do doesn't sound right like just try these on for size that's all we're saying but dropping yeah. the punctuation is huge and what it ends up doing especially the, the punctuation and non-critical stage directions it almost guarantees that your audition tape is going to stand out and be different because you're not following the the exact beats that someone following punctuation is going to going to follow it's going to be a little quicker because you're not pausing at every period yeah. and you're not going to be doing all these moves of like, oh, he sighed. Oh, he raised an eyebrow or he scratched his head. Like I get that a writer's a writer's doing that to help the actor, but you're the actor. It's your job to decide what actions are connected to those words. It's really not the writer 
to be like, oh, he raised an eyebrow. Now, depending on the writer, I mean, if it was um, Christopher Nolan writing it or David Fincher or um, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Aaron Sorkin or Tarantino, then maybe I'd be like, this guy's fucking amazing. Um, but even then, you still want to have your own personal power and, and your own agency as a performer. Like this is your and, and this is a good time to mention just audition mindset is rather than having the mindset like, oh, I hope they like me or I hope this is what you're looking for. Will you give me the job? Please, please pick me. Is this what you want? Is this what you like? Have the mindset of I already have this role. This role is mine because I'm the actor right now. And your audition is your performance. So rather than putting it out in the future and putting all the power in the production team and the casting team, the fact that it's you saying the words and doing and doing the actions that suit those words, mm-hmm. you're the guy. You are the character. It is your role in that audition. So have the mentality of this is already mine. I'm giving you my on-the-day performance. Or not quite. It's still... It's not fully. No, you, you do want an on the day performance. Like what you want to do is you want to show casting that you're the solution to their problem. Right. They have a problem. They need yeah. to fill an, a role on their show or their movie. And you are the solution to that problem and show right. them why you are the solution. Right. Rather than thinking, oh, is this. Is this what you want? Do you want? How do you want me to say this? Do you want me to use my right hand to pick this up or my left hand? How do should I be looking this way or that way? Like all that stuff is like, oh my god! All, all that stuff you can you can do on the day. Don't don't worry about that stuff. That's not something that you need to worry about right now. Focus on what you need to do right now, which is booking the job. Right, and acting as though you already have it. Um, or not. I mean, it's it's not even a matter of having the job or not. It's you have that performance. Having the agency and personal power to be, I'm a creative artist. This audition is my performance. I'm creating this performance. This yeah. is me, my body, my words, my feelings, my emotions. This is my take on it. This isn't yours. So the, like, and, and you might get some pushback from casting directors. You might get some pushback from producers. And I'm not saying that with any disrespect to them. Um, because it will become a collaboration and ultimately it's a director's medium. So on the day, the director does have the say if he's like, no, I need you to say it this way. I need you to not improvise. This is exactly how I want you to do it. I want you to lift the coffee mug with your right hand. I want you to take a small sip and then give me a small, like that's their job, but not really in the audition. In the audition, it's your opportunity to showcase your skills um, your physicality, your words, your vocal variation, and your ideas as a creative artist. And when you get to that level, you'll start to disconnect and detach from the results of your auditions. And what you'll care about is the results of your preparation. Did you put in the time, the energy, the effort, the love in your preparation to make this a fully fleshed out performance. And then if they don't cast you, that's okay. You're like, okay, well, I guess it wasn't going to be a good fit because what I want to do with this role is not what you're looking for with the role. So that's, that's okay. Um, And then you don't worry about that, but it's, it's about taking back that, that personal power in your auditions 
and just deciding like this, this is, this is your moment to shine. This is your moment to play. When you go into a live audition, whether it's a zoom room or an in-person room, that's your stage. That's your special sacred area to share your art and your, your artistic creativity, not to walk in and be a people pleaser and be like, Oh, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to say it? Should I do it this way? Should I do it that way? Oh, please, 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 please pick, 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 pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. Um, and then complain afterwards when they didn't pick you. Um, so again, a lot of this is just having that personal power, um, but also doing the work too. Like, I think like a lot of things in life and especially actors is like, they find a way to do the absolute minimum. Um, and then, and then wonder why they didn't get it. Okay, like, so it's, again, it's that, um, I don't know who said it. Um, it might have been Michael Jordan, or so, I think it's often used in sports where it's. Um, oh, Wayne Gretzky. You yeah. Of the shots you don't yeah, take. no, not, not that one. Um, the idea of practicing or rehearsing until you can't get it wrong versus what most people do is they rehearse until they get it right a couple times. So if the, for in, in learning lines or learning the scenes, they're drilling it, saying it, saying it, saying it, and then they get, oh, I got through it all that one time. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, oh, now I know it. Yeah. Not tomorrow you won't. Not when, not when the director pops up and you've got some nerves. Not when there's lights and 400 people on set around you. All that's going to go away. So it's it's taking the time and energy and really love for the craft and love for yourself and your own preparation and love for the text and the art of it to do it inside outside backwards forwards different ways different voices uh different speeds run it super fast run it super slow do it with other people do it while you're doing the dishes do it while you're playing basketball do it while you're on a run do it at night do it in the morning like um a million different ways so it's so in you um and that's where a lot of those Often your first instincts will be great and you want to be trusting your first instincts and impulses. But sometimes when you let something percolate for a few days, uh, which is why it's so important to use as much time that you have available to it. So, again, this is often short. Sometimes we get an audition the night before and it's due tomorrow. So you don't have much time. But your job is use as much time as you can with the time that you have available or, or make the best use make, of that. Yeah. Time whether that's a week or whether that's 12 hours. And then also recognize if you're a person who can, rather than be like, oh, fuck, I don't have enough time. They didn't, oh, I wish they would give me more time. Instead of acting like that, see that as an opportunity and know that, oh shit, this is a short uh, deadline. This is maybe a rush casting, which means 90% of actors are gonna drop the ball. They're not gonna be able to turn it around. Um, they're not gonna work on it. They, they don't have the, the rehearsal chops or the rehearsal checklist. Um, they don't have a reliable spot to shoot it. So it's going to go away from those people and then see yourself as, oh, I'm the solution. I'm the guy where in the morning you could send me the breakdown for nine pages and that afternoon I can bust my ass. Ideally, you have I like to have an evening or it's good to sleep on it, I think. And it can really like get in you when you sleep on it, get into your mm -hmm. uh, subconscious. But be that problem solver eventually where you're like, OK, you can. My craft is so strong and so sharp and my prep is so dialed in that you can give me stuff last minute 
and I'll turn it around and be the solution to your casting problem, um, knowing that a lot of other actors aren't going to be able to do that. Uh, so it's about separating yourself with your with some of your work ethic and and get rid of the like I'm going to do the minimum. What you if you do the minimum, you're going to get the minimum. So don't expect like the things that people are fighting for and chasing in a in a. If you think of top level success in in TV film, it's like the rewards are pretty lucrative. Um, to be a series lead, series lead in a movie, or to end up getting those residuals and um, and big paydays, but it's going to take work to do that. And and of all the actors out there, most of them are not at that level. So what is it that is separating you from the masses? And one of the things again you have control over is your own work ethic, your own preparation your own love of the game, how much do you really get into it? We've all done this, is, and, and I've done this myself a ton of times where I procrastinate, didn't really prep, kind of half-ass it, put it out there, put it on tape, don't book it, and then you're like, oh, yeah, there's another one that I didn't get. Versus how many times when you put in everything, all the prep, all the energy, all the love, you've done it inside, outside, backwards, forwards, and then you can walk away from it and be like, the feeling that you get from those auditions, whether you book them or not, is that is really the only validation you need is that you did everything that you could under your own power and then let the chips fall where they may. So just really up leveling your preparation. That's what I think everyone can learn from today. Mm -hmm. Anything else um, you want to share on prep? Uh, I've talked about this before, but stepping the text, it's one of the fastest ways that I, I've learned to get the words and the uh, the audition in my body. Yeah. Uh, what it is, is that you're just stepping, stepping on each word of each line. Uh, so that way it, it's, it kind of sounds robotic when you first start doing it. Um, but the more, it, once you start playing around with it and playing around with steps, like you can... You can hop from one place to another, depending on the thoughts. It does help you shape out where the thoughts are in the scene. Um, right. And it's it's one of the best techniques. Uh, I learned it at university when I was doing my conservatory program at the University of Win uh, Windsor. Uh, and it's one thing that I have stuck with and I do every time I get an audition or I have a scene that I'm working on or a monologue, what whatever, I, I do that every single time. Beautiful. Um, for those watching on Facebook right now, make sure if you have any audition prep questions or yeah. something that we're missing, if you got a tip technique, something that's worked for you, please share that. Um, another thing that, uh, that we're taught as well, and Tom often mentions this in class is textual improvisation. You should be able to reiterate and rephrase and improvise your whole scene, if you know it inside out, backwards and forwards. And that's where I think a lot of actors get stuck. And that's also where a lot of the fear, especially if you think of a stage production in amateurs, when someone's on stage and they get the deer in the headlights where they they don't know what their next line, it's because in their brain, they're just thinking line and then his line and my line. And they're thinking, what's my next line? What's my next line? What's my next line? Instead of what the fuck is happening in this scene? What is even going on? How does the scene start? How does the scene end? What's the gist of the middle? Um, and that's really the more important part than 
verbatim what is my next line. So being able to improvise a whole scene is a good proof that you know what is actually going on. And yeah. I've done a lot of stage productions where where um, where Im improv was. These were dinner theater shows where a lot of improv was allowed. So there was the script, but it's only the people that are thinking, what's my next line? What's my next line? What's my next line that run into trouble? The actors who are like, oh, this is the scene where I got to get in here and we get in a fight. And at the end of the fight, I take the thing from them and then I, I exit out that door. So, you know, you're in, you know, you're out, you know why you're there and what you're fighting for and you know your relationship to the other person. So if you ever did get hung up on one line and, it, and, it, and you blank on a line, you know what's supposed to be happening, what is actually going on in the scene. And, and that's more true to life, because in life, it's very rare that you're in a situation in your life where you stand there and you're like, uh, I don't know what my next line is. What am I supposed to say here? It doesn't happen. But if you know why you're there and who you're talking to and what you wanted in that moment from them or from the scene, you're, you're never going to you're never going to run into that. It, that wouldn't make, it makes no sense that you would be like, I don't know what my next line is, unless you don't know who you're talking to and why you're there and what you want in life, which is a problem. If you if in life or in your acting world, you don't know why you're there and what you're doing and who you're talking to. Guidepost one and two, relationship and conflict. Um, who are you speaking to and what do you want? Um, again, that's uh, that's it'd be a big reason for life failure is, well, no wonder you didn't succeed. You didn't know what you wanted or why you were there in the first place and, and what you were fighting for. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make any sense. Um, what else can we say about prep here? Um, I also like to start thinking about wardrobe and being very specific. Some people really like the, the idea of shoes to be grounded. I've heard a lot of actors be like, oh, once I know the shoes that the guy's going to be in. Um, and again, doesn't need to be the full wardrobe, but just hints of the wardrobe. Something specific might be uh, something a little different you do with your hair, um, could, whatever the personal preference is. But just start to think about that stuff um, early on. Um, and... Getting back to rehearsing till you can't get it wrong. How many times is that? Keeping track, we have these little clickers, these little counters, and, and people way underestimate what that is. So are you doing it 50 times, 100 times, 250 times, doing it different ways? Uh, and you'd be, you'd be shocked if you don't keep track of how many uh, rehearsals you've done. It'll feel like you've done a lot. You'd be like, oh, I've rehearsed this so many times. And you're like, okay, you rehearsed it 14 times. <laughs> You, yeah. you did it was a two minute scene. You took a half an hour. And so it took you 28 minutes to rehearse it 14 times, um, which may not be enough. So it's like getting to 50 and 100 and 250 times. And and the challenge, too, is when it feels the shittiest and when it feels like the most work is at the beginning. And that's the same with everything in life. Anytime you do something new it feels clunky. It feels awkward. It feels a little painful. It feels, mm -hmm. oh, I don't know these words yet. But the deeper and deeper you get, then that's when it starts to become play. And that's when it starts to become fun, where it's in your body and you're exploring new impulses and you're making new choices and, and, and um, doing different things just in rehearsal to see like what works. You kind of throw a lot at the rehearsal wall and then you're like, oh, I like that one. I'm going to keep that read of it. I liked how I said it this way. Oh, I kind of sung that line a little bit, sing-songy. I'm going to keep that. 
so it's it's um it's 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 a lot of experimenting as well and and in your rehearsal process and then when you're rehearsing we always get the term uh, rehearse slowly so that you can later perform swiftly so in the beginning take some time to do some really slow passes where you're going word by word and even sound by sound like sound out the vowels really hit your consonants and start exploring the, the the vocal variation of those words and sometimes when you're exploring those words you'll find something or or a word will sound like something and you'll actually start uncovering things that maybe were um like little easter eggs that the writer did put in there but when you're going so fast and just glossing over it and just deciding, oh, okay, I know what this is. Now I just got to memorize the lines. You'll miss all that stuff. Uh, so it's, it's really diving into it and being like, well, what could this mean? What could, could, is there another way I could say this? What's the opposite way I could say this? Uh, and just exploring all of those things. Do more work, have more fun, love it more, really is what you want to do. Love it more. Yeah. It's a relationship. You want to have a great relationship, spend more time with the person, be more curious with the person, ask more questions, share more of yourself with that person. Same thing with, with when you're working on an audition. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, anything else for, uh, for rehearsals or we, uh, we got it all. I think, I think we got, I think, I think we've given them a lot to digest right now. Yeah. yeah there's a lot. Um, all the, the one thing I'll do is I'll just reiterate, um, what I did on that Zoom call back. So I recently booked, uh, we mentioned it, recently booked a lead role in an episode of a new series. Uh, shoots at the end of August for a week, the whole meal deal. I get the, they fly me uh, to the city where we shoot, hotel, per diem. So oh, amazing, great, great. Really cool show, great role, great arc, love it. I'm super pumped. But what I believe, the reason is I, I got it, aside from doing a good job in the self-tape, from self-tape to callback, I prepped probably more than I've ever prepped for anything because I really wanted it and I wanted to test myself. Okay, when I go all out, what are the results? And so the weekend, I found out that I had the callback on a Thursday. Uh, the callback was going to be on the Monday. So I had Friday, Saturday, Sunday to review those um, scenes. So I went back, I wrote all the scenes out again fresh. I looked at my original self-tape audition to see what I did there, started to have ideas on how I can improve it, make it better, uh, rehearsed on Friday, rehearsed on Saturday, rehearsed on Sunday, and then again, different. While I was walking, while I was at the at the park, I was running lines, um, sometimes where I was running my lines uh, only, sometimes where I was running my lines with the other character. Um, looks like we're having some technical difficulties. Um, uh, uh, maybe Lars didn't charge his uh, Mac laptop, um, but he, he really did uh, really push the envelope with that callback. Um, he even on the day, uh, he booked a session with one of our session directors, Aaron Reed, in the morning before the audition. And he worked on it and worked on it and worked on it. Uh, and they, they worked on it together as well. I think they went through it uh, five times, just the first scene, 
and then five times just the second scene and five times just the third scene. And then just before the audition, they really did like a mock audition. Uh, oh, there he is. And we're back. Uh, I think my laptop died. I don't know what's going on with my power cable. Um, so uh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Uh, I was just talking about how you on the day uh, rehearsed each scene about five times. And right. uh, then uh, with Aaron Elizabeth Reed, one of our session directors, right. that you, uh, I haven't gotten to the, uh, what you did at the last hour uh, or the last little bit of the rehearsal time that you had with Aaron Elizabeth Reed. Right. So take that away. Okay. So thank you. Um, sorry about that, guys. Um, so the day, so I was rehearsing it. Uh, the day before on Sunday, I set up my entire Zoom setup, uh, which you need to have. Like, if, if you're if you're complaining about the stress of Zoom, but you don't have a reliable Zoom setup at home, and you haven't started to create your own home studio, something that you're really comfortable in, then that's why it's uncomfortable for you because you're doing it different. You're always Jimmy rigging things and and um, last minute trying to sort out the tech and if your zoom if your live zoom audition with the production team and casting director if the first time you're doing it on that zoom setup is live that's a that's a recipe for disaster right there too many things can go wrong so you want to set up everything in advance practice like you play have your own really home field advantage so um what i did the hour before so my callback was uh, noon on a monday I booked one of our session directors, Aaron, in New York City via Zoom. I had my Zoom set up. I'll, sh I'll show you my Zoom setup here. Uh, laptop, laptop stand, uh, great mic, got my lights set up, got my backdrop here. And I booked Aaron. And then what we did is we rehearsed live on Zoom so I could also map out my eye lines. I could figure out my entrances and exits. I knew my frame, like I knew when I when I came close, I was in a close up, and when I was um, in a wide, I, I I figured all that stuff out, and then we ran scene one, scene one, scene one, scene one, scene one, maybe five times, and then I was happy with that, feeling like I'm comfortable, um, no issues line wise and nothing like that. I, I there was no like hesitations. I was feeling good about it. So we moved to scene two, scene two, scene two, scene two, scene two. Feel good about that one. In my head, that one was the biggest one, it, and what I my hunch was, it was nailing scene two that they're really going to cast the role on. It was just the meatiest of the scenes, so I wanted to make sure I nailed that one inside out, backwards, frontwards, and then we moved to scene three. And then after rehearsing scene three, then what we did is um, like real life Zoom audition style. I stood there, I slated. So Joy Free Larson, six foot three, based in Toronto. And then we started scene one. And then Aaron said, Cut. Okay, that was great. Thank you. Let's do scene two. And then I did scene two. And then she said, Okay, cut. That was great. Thank you. So she's kind of role playing like she's casting a production. Great. Let's move on to scene three. And we did scene three. So we did slight scene one, scene two, scene three, probably five times up until 11.45. I log off Zoom with her, log in to the casting Zoom, and I was as hot as I've ever been. Like um, I was like 
warmed up. And the other thing I did is an hour before working with Aaron, I did a voice in, a full voice and speech workout. So that I was as as relaxed as I could be. I was fully in my body. Um, my my voice was there. I wasn't just like rolling out of bed and then expecting I'm going to be performing and giving the performance of a lifetime. So I've, I've never felt more relaxed. I've never felt more confident. I've never um, drilled anything that consistently where it was like slight scene one, scene two, scene three. And if you don't do it like that, then in the heat of the moment with the pressure and with maybe some nerves or a tech issue that happens, you get thrown off your game and all of a sudden you drop the ball and then you, you log off and you're like, oh, man, I really shit the bed there. What happened? Or or you just you, you blame things. Oh, my tech, my webcam, my the reader, whatever it might be. But all that goes away with enough preparation and enough um, rehearsal. And really, I think it was Michael Jordan who said, practice like you play. Don't half-ass your practices um, and your rehearsals. Eventually, you got to get it up to speed. So you got to get out of the speed on the day, um, like an on the day performance. And then you got to rehearse it like that a bunch of times. So there's, there were, I went into that just feeling so confident. I knew my stuff uh, inside and out. I didn't really think that there was anything that could throw me off. Tech wise, I had all my setup. I had been rehearsing on my setup. Um, so there was really no, no issues there. It's funny that as I'm, as I'm saying this, my, Five minutes ago, my laptop died and my Zoom cut out. Uh, but that's another side note is if this was a Zoom audition, having everything double and triple check, like your, is your well in advance, is your battery charged? Are you hardwired into your internet? Um, do you have a backup charger, like a backup to the backup? Like uh, what are all the ways you could prep so that there's nothing that could possibly go wrong? Um, and the session went great. I booked it. Um, and after the audition, I was like, if I don't book that, I mean, that was as good as I've ever felt. So if I don't book it, I don't book it, but I had a hunch that I was going to book it. And a couple of days later, they told me that I did. So, um, but huge shout out to Aaron and also to you, Brandon, for your prep, um, in the initial audition. Um, and I don't, I mean, it's one of the biggest roles I've ever booked in my career, and I don't think it's coincidence that it's one of the um, one of the the highest levels of prep and time that I put into an audition. Uh, like it's not a that's not a coincidence to me. I think there's a direct line between my prep and how much I rehearsed to delivering a real confident uh, callback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, important. Sweet. Uh, all right, that's it. Are we going to do a draw? We have the, uh, the draw. Last chance. Those of you viewers, comment right now, hashtag audition, and you can win a free audition session with one of our session directors, either in studio or via Zoom, where we'll help you with your next audition. We'll help you shoot it. If you don't have an audition coming up, uh, you can use that session to report a monologue or to report a scene, something for a demo reel or to show an agent or a casting director if you don't have any material recorded. Um, but comment hashtag audition right now for those of you watching and we will do the draw ready for the draw. Uh, we don't have any entries. Oh, no, no. 
All right. Everybody loses then. You can't win. There's a, there's a good example. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. We got actors watching this right now. Some of you complaining about having to pay for self-tapes, which you don't have to pay for self-tapes. You can do self-tapes for free at home. But if you do them at home for free with an untrained professional, you might not get the same results as working with a TV and film professional. Uh, but if you're watching right now and you're complaining about any of that stuff, we should give you an opportunity to work with professionals for free. And you don't even enter the draw. So that's a good example of you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Um, so sometimes just showing up is what you got to do. Marco says, I guess I'll do it. Hashtag audition. Uh, Marco wins. Um, all right. Uh, well, we're doing the draw. He's, we got to do it formally. Here. Okay. Well, okay. Uh, Share that screen. Uh, one second. Wait Marco's for winner. Nice. Oh, you weren't able to share the screen? Oh, there he is. Uh, Marco, you are the winner. Um, just reach out, send us an email or a DM, Marco, uh, and we'll link you up with a promo code. Uh, Marco, for you, I would suggest uh, use that session for uh, recording a monologue, like a one-minute monologue or uh, or short scene just something to get yourself on camera. I know you've been working on some monologues. So uh, if you don't have a formal uh, audition from an agent or something that you found, then that's how I would use that session. Um, everyone else, better luck next time. Uh, uh, all right, this has been episode 150. Again, a reminder to everyone, um, make sure, work hard, work your prep. Uh, and control what you can control. Easy right now to think, oh, woe is me. Everything sucks. The industry's on fire. The world's on fire. But that's not going to get you forward to your goals. So either give up on those goals and let the world dictate your life uh, and let everything that you can't control control you, uh, or keep at it and decide what you want and refuse to be stopped um, until you get what you want. Uh, Brandon, do you have another? Um, you had another thought that you wanted to share. Or did we already share that? Uh, we we can share it next week. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Last chance. Uh, sure. Uh, don't play what you already are. I've been thinking a lot about that. I, I worked on a monologue over the weekend with the Tom Todorov studio, and uh, that was the big note. That was that was the the real takeaway from the performance is. You don't need to work as hard and don't don't play what you already are. Um, play find something different. Don't don't play that you're a nerd if you're already a nerd. If you're already a nerd and people look at you like, oh, that guy's a nerd. Um, play the cool guy. Find find something else. Find a different way in. And that comes from well, working on it uh, until you can't get it wrong because you're right. experimented. Um, so keep experimenting, have fun in your rehearsals, um, make it lively and interesting for you. And the more you do that, the better you're going to be. 
Yeah, and that, that's also a little guidepost five, a little opposite. Sometimes the best thing to do is play against your type in that case. And Brandon mentioned a nerd. I think one of the biggest um, traps is uh, physically, if you're like if you're a big guy, say you're playing thug or like the big mean bouncer or something like that. Well, if you're already six foot six and you look like a bodybuilder and you got a shaved head and some tattoos, you don't need to then come in being, oh, look at me, I'm so scary and I'm so tough. Or sometimes people find um, like what, what you call, for lack of a better term, a villain role. And then they're like, oh, look at how creepy and scary. Or, or creep is another one um, where they're like, oh, look at how creepy and weird I'm acting. It's like, no, you don't need to do any of that. You just like let let the visual casting of who you are speak for you a little bit and then maybe play an opposite. Like if you're the big tough guy, play it with a little bit of a smile or play some charm or play a little vulnerability um, rather than being, oh, look at how tough I am big tough guy like um play that opposite and know that you don't need to play exactly who you already are who you already are will just shine through and people will make that judgment of you whether you're a nerd or a big jock mm -hmm. yeah all right thanks everybody uh marco congrats on your free audition session uh, we'll, we will hook you up with that, and we can get you, um, get you booked to do that um, either in the studio here or we can connect via Zoom. Uh, everybody else, make sure to like, comment, subscribe on uh, your favorite podcast platform. Share this out with your actor friends, and you can take the entire membership of Actors Audition Club for a test drive by going to laughingvikings.com slash AAC. For just a buck, you can get access to everything including booking sessions with our session director at our preferred member rates. Uh, so you can um, get enrolled right now, laughingvikings.com slash AAC. All right. That is it. Episode 150 in the can. Funny, we said before this episode, I was like, let's keep this one to a quickie. 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And here we are uh, an hour and 13 minutes later. But thank you for watching, everyone. Great episode. Thanks, Brandon. And we will see you next week, if not sooner. See ya. Toodles. <laughs>